Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. It seems that the ground offensive is only a matter of time before Israel does go for Gaza and Toto. And one of the questions is, how else could it possibly go? After the attack by Hamas terrorists on Saturday that has left a thousand people dead, there has been airstrike after airstrike. In Gaza, the destruction is massive. What does one expect? A ceasefire? No ceasefires after Pearl Harbor, as people have noted, and no ceasefires after 9-11. But what does the ground invasion mean? I mean, is everyone ready for this look? Because while some people have made the assumption that a ground invasion will be about going door to door and just taking out Hamas wherever they are. Others postulate that a ground invasion means leaving Gaza in rubble. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. You have, uh, as it's, it's a thousand, at least a thousand people dead. Right now, the Wall Street Journal says more than 1,200, but I don't know if they are including people in Gaza as opposed to those who were just massacred by Hamas in Israel. You have people who are trying to push back on Israel. Of course, we'll talk about the college groups here in the United States uh, who are experiencing their own backlash. We'll talk about Turkey. We'll talk about uh, some other radicals who want to blame Israel and call for ceasefire. Israel doesn't care that you blame them. And that might be step number one. And what's interesting, well, I certainly can't speak for every Jew out there. Oh, if only I could. Jews don't care that you blame them. Oh, yeah, there are some nonsense groups out there, but they're not even Jewish. They're communists. Who cares? They might call themselves Jews for peace here or, or, or uh, you know, Hebrews for I, don't, I have no idea. Hebrews for Hamas. I don't know who's out there. They're all nuts. Uh, they're not Jewish. Uh, the, the idea that you would vote against your own existence, I think is pretty disqualifying. But if I'm not allowed to say they're not Jewish, I can say they're garbage. I would say it directly to them without an ounce of fear. Just tell me where the meeting is. Garbage. You fail the humanity test in such unbelievable ways. Well, what about the people of Gaza? Let's destroy Hamas and watch the life that they can have. When you're not oppressed by Arafat because the cause is more important than the people. When you're not oppressed by the Palestinian Authority because the cause is more important than the people. When you're not uh, oppressed by Hamas because murdering Jews is more important than anything. You might find yourself having an opportunity to thrive. Israel doesn't care what you say. 
They are working right now in creating a unity government. You know that politics in Israel are this criminally insane thing. And the factions that they have, the parties that they have in their 120-seat Knesset, that's how when you get uh, to some level majority, you get to decide who the prime minister is. And so they create these coalition governments. So very little ever gets done. In a situation like this, a war situation, and it is war that was declared on Israel by Hamas and, yes, uh, by Iran, by extension, they create a unity government. So everybody's got skin in the game, so no party gets to then blame another party during a a future election. Well, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. They're together. They don't care what you say. This is different. Anything that we thought we knew about how Israel was going to handle Hamas has changed. I don't think the world's ready for this. Wait, no, let me say that differently. I'm hoping the world is not ready for this. Because this has to end. Meanwhile, the ground invasion has not yet begun. And there's a lot of takes of what it could look like. We won't know until we know. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. And it's contrary to our interests to let out the detail of what we're going on. I mean, this is just round the clock, as you understand, you fully understand. But, you know, uh, I've known Bibi for over 40 years. A very frank relationship. I know him well. And the one thing that I did say that... It is really important that Israel, with all the anger, frustration, and just cannot explain it, that exists, is that they operate by the rules of war. The rules of war. What the hell is this old man talking about? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. The rules of war with a terrorist organization. What rules are you thinking of? What rules are you thinking of? This constant idea that, okay, they did this, but you've got to put on the guardrails. No guardrails. Might not be a Gaza when it's done. I don't know how it's going to go. That's up to the Israelis. Rules of war. You sound ridiculous. And could he sound more frail right there? People think that Israel has to live by these rules that they would never, ever live by. They would never live by the rules that they're setting up for others. You are the people who hired 80,000 IRS agents to make sure I paid you every last nickel. But Israel, after being attacked and losing over 1,000 Israelis, rules of, of war. Ah! Good Lord. You go after your political enemies. Now you want to talk about rules. It's embarrassing. The way these people act and operate. And they do it with a straight face. It's embarrassing. It really is. 
But something fascinating has occurred. That all of the groups who decided that they were going to side with terrorists, side with terrorists, never mind those members of Congress like Andre Carson, who won't condemn Hamas. I don't know, has he done it this morning? Do I have to check every morning? Uh, Carson watch? He won't condemn Hamas. And Indianapolis voting for this guy is ridiculous. There are other Democrats you can vote for. I think you should vote for a Republican. But I may not get my way, so vote for another Democrat. Richie Torres, out of New York, Democrat, has managed to understand extremely well, and he's been unbelievably forceful if you follow him at all uh, on social media, Hamas is a terrorist organization, and it's okay to say so. And any equivocation is wrong. Because it is. It's nutty. But you have these college organizations... Hamas beheads children, which which people at the beginning were like, show me the proof. And some people were noting yesterday, I was out yesterday, that I was the first person to mention this to them. They, they had never heard it. The only place they heard it was this show. There's a reason why we're ahead of the curve. It's because we don't play ideologically. We're dealing with the data. We have good sources. We, do, we engage things clearly. Yes, we're often ahead of the game. Getting used to this, guys. You should get used to this. That's how much better we are at this than everybody else. They're desperate to play a game. We're desperate for information, but we don't invent information out of desperation. That's, that's who we are. It's like there's this, this story. Uh, scholars to study why $365 million DEI investment into STEM failed to diversify engineering from the college fix diversity equity and inclusion and we're going to get more of this group and that group and the other group into math and science it didn't work why not because dei is a freaking grift your business with a dei officer that's a grift nothing has been provided to your business i'm talking to you salesforce big wave big wave salesforce and of course any other business oh and of course the state of indiana Governor Holcomb added a DEI office. She's a very nice person. I, I, I've, I've met the, uh, uh, the, the, the officer there. Um, but DEI is, is nonsense. DEI only teaches bigotry. And most importantly, you could diversify something, quote unquote, as much as you want. If people don't apply from this group, that group, or the other group, you're not going to get them. That's it. You can want all of the black students, brown students, this students, that students, women, uh, whatever, men in, 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 in math and science. But if you only have a certain subset or a majority subset, that's what you've got. In the end, people might not be interested and you can't force them to be. We know it's a grift, and we've been saying it's a grift. We knew DEI was nonsense. We knew it was about bigotry. We knew Black Lives Matter was about bigotry. Because we were honest. What I am right now watching is the backlash from, for example, this Harvard student group. They all signed this letter, they all signed the statement saying that Israel is the problem. Israel is the issue. Israel 
is the reason for this attack that murders over a thousand Israelis from a terrorist organization. And now what those students are learning is that maybe not everybody agrees with them. CEOs now want the list of the students who are part of these organizations that signed on to this letter blaming Israel, basically cheering Hamas because they don't want to hire those students. And these students are like, wait, wait, wait. We were told that we were speaking out. We were told that everything we say is right and good. What do you mean we can't have a job? Well, this is cancel culture. You're cheering terrorists. You're cheering murderers. Maybe it's a little more than using the wrong pronoun. By the way, for the people who claim that it's hateful to use the wrong pronouns, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, shut up. You ridiculous children. I will call you he. I will call you she. I will call you anything I want. It is nothing compared to decapitating children and setting women on fire after you rape them. Do you understand the difference, you ridiculous child? Your pronoun means nothing. It isn't an affront. It isn't an attack. It isn't bigoted. It doesn't give you trauma. Grow up. You are a child, and you should be treated as one until you grow up. No one should give a damn about your pronoun. The real world is calling, and it wants you to know that you're acting like a bitch. The real world looks at people who cheer terrorists and goes, huh, I don't think I need you in that job. Thank you very much. Me, I won't even hire people who use pronouns in their bio. I'm saying it. I won't do it. I haven't hired anybody, but I won't do it. And so you have this NYU uh, student uh, president, right? Student Law Association president. She had gotten a, a, a job offer. They rescinded it because she wrote this letter blaming Hamas. In her head, she's always been right. Because everybody at the university at NYU and Columbia and God only knows where else always said you were right. Oh, you're so right. Oh, you're so strong. Oh, you're standing up. Oh, those oppressors. Oh, those Nazi Republicans. Nazi Republicans? That's going to bring us to the mayor's race in Indianapolis and Carmel. But I'll get to that. We have a lot of work to do. Uh, Not just in the house for the people of this country, but we see how dangerous of a world it is and how things can change so quickly. Uh, We need to make sure we're sending a message to people all throughout the world that the house is open and doing the people's business, uh, making sure that we're unequivocally standing uh, in our first resolution uh, that uh, we pass under Speaker Steve Scalise will be to make it clear that we stand with Israel. The McCall Meeks resolution will be our first order of business. Problem is, Steve Scalise is not yet the speaker. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Yes, he won a closed-door vote amongst Republicans, 113 to 99. That wasn't all of them, but that, that's how the... The, the, the two major vote-getters went. Steve Scalise, 113 votes. Jim Jordan, he received 99. Yet, um, they didn't have a vote for Speaker. Because that came out at like 1 o'clock, 1.30. That news started trickling out from that closed-door meeting. 
By 2.30, we already learned that Chip Roy was a no and Lauren Boebert was a no and Thomas Massey was a no on Steve Scalise. They were going to go to the floor and vote no. Next thing you know, my source is like five, six votes, seven votes, no votes for Scalise. You're like, holy crap. What was the point of, of the closed door meeting? What was the point of it all? So instead of having a three o'clock vote on speaker, they decided to have a three o'clock vote to not have a vote on the speaker. They decided that the thing to do was, um, why don't we just adjourn for the day? Right, all this is very important. We have to help Israel. Oh, we have so much to do. America need, or the world needs to see uh, that uh, that uh, 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 America is is open for business. Okay, um, we're not open. Wait, we are open. Honestly, I can't keep up. I have no idea if we're open, not open, working, not working, and I don't know why I'm supposed to care at this moment. Not getting worked up by these people. But the Republicans don't have it done yet. And I have absolutely no idea how it's going to go down today. Some saying that that first vote was nothing more than a first vote. And with some of these people, not not uh, Matt Gates, by the way. Matt Gates said I'm a, that uh, Steve Scalise is far better than McCarthy. I don't know how it's going to go down. I don't know how they're going to vote. I don't know if it's going to end up being Jordan. Will the hands start moving back to Jordan? Because I always thought Jordan had the heavier hand, more popular because not associated as much with McCarthy, got the Trump support, etc. No. And maybe the Trump support maybe made people go the other way. I don't know. We're all going to watch and see. One way or another, the House will get a speaker. And they'll be there for like three months before we get another one. Sign of the times. Now, sign of the Republican Party, which I should be clear, isn't the worst thing in the world. Remember, Nancy Pelosi wasn't a good speaker. She was an authoritarian. Now, you can say to me, well, Tony, that's how uh, you become a good speaker. It's not how you create a good republic. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Anthony Blinken is in Israel right now. And great music choice, Kylan. Well done. Tony Katz. 93 WIBC, good morning. He is there with a diplomatic envoy to work on the hostage situation because Hamas has Americans held hostage. Hamas has Americans. So this leads to the question of whether or not the United States is actually involved in this war that's the question you have to get Americans out is that what the United States is going to do or is that what we're going to rely on Israel to do is it already too late so when you hear Joe Biden tell Israel to respect the rules of war could be very possible that what 
he is suggesting is, hey, we've got Americans on the ground, you can't risk their lives. In this situation, you also have to ask, are the Americans still there? I mean, the question does have to be asked. How does it affect the long term? Me, I'm working to get Americans out. Me, I'm not saying I'm negotiating with Hamas for a second. The levels of pressure that would be on Iran, the uh, mice talking about Iran would be um, very unnerving talk. You got to actually rattle China and others to get them to apply the pressure. One of the things I wouldn't do is have this exchange that President Trump had at Mar-a-Lago. People are going to focus on the top line, and I think they need to focus on what lies underneath. As Trump is talking about Hezbollah, listen. And then two nights ago, I read all of Biden's security people. Can you imagine national defense people? And they said, gee, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack from the north because that's the most vulnerable spot. I said, wait a minute. You know, Hezbollah is very smart. They're all very smart. The press doesn't like when they say it. You know, I said that President Xi of China, 1.4 billion people, he controls it with an iron fist. I said, he's a very smart man. They killed me the next day. I said he was smart. What am I going to say? But Hezbollah, they're very smart. And they have a national defense minister or somebody saying, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack us from the north. So the following morning they attacked. They might not have been doing it, but if you listen to this jerk, you would attack from the north because he said that's our weak spot. So people are looking at this, listening to this and saying, my gosh, Trump just called Hezbollah very smart. That is clearly not what he's saying. And you would be a fool to think that somehow these people are dumb. Hamas just tricked the best intelligence agency in the world. Hamas was able to engage an attack of this magnitude, killing maybe, I think the number is now 1,200 as I'm reading it, murdering 1,200 Israelis and others without Israel knowing that it was coming. They were able to, able to overwhelm Iron Dome. They invaded the country. You know how they did it? They never used a computer. There were no emails. There were no phone calls. They did everything face-to-face. They used couriers to move messages back and forth. That's how they did it. You know the whole line about uh, the space race and how Americans uh, spent all that money to design a pen that wrote upside down in space. You know what the Russians did? They used a pencil. Well, there's a reason that the United States developed a pen. Because the feel was, as I have read it, and this, this might be all myth, but I think as a concept, it's fascinating. Here it is, the United States spending all this money for a pen that will write upside down in space. Well, because you don't know what's upside down or right side up. Zero gravity, I should say. And the rest is like, we'll just use a pencil. They didn't want to use a pencil because the pencil might have break, might break off the graphite. And the graphite could get in the instruments, and uh, that could cost lives. There might be a reason for the thing. People love that. Oh, we overthink things. Look Look at how simple it is. 
These people are not dumb people. These terrorists can plan. They can coordinate. And if you want to call them low-tech, that's fine. But low-tech cost us 3,000 lives in the United States and right now 1,200 lives in Israel. Low-tech still works. Low-tech is not a sign of dumb. What's ridiculous is Trump thinking that because somebody said it, that that's the first time Hezbollah thought of it. You just told me Hezbollah is smart. They didn't know that attacking from the north might be easy because it's a more vulnerable area. They needed some general to say it, and then three guys at Hezbollah were like, hey, wait a second, go get the boss. We've got such a good idea. What people are missing from this Trump piece is Trump is slamming people for thinking that Hezbollah is stupid and then wants to tell us that Hezbollah is stupid. It's a ridiculous comment from Trump. It's all bluster. There's nothing there. It's a it's a ridiculous, ridiculous commentary. God, this is what people are cheering? This? Good Lord. By the way, Trump in uh, uh, Michigan in a head-to-head with Biden, he's plus seven. That's a true story, so help me God. He is a plus seven. It's unbelievable. Never forget, anything that Trump does, the indictments and the rest, the country knows that Biden's an old man. And I must tell you that I really did think that this would be the week over the next couple weeks, it could still happen, they'll take Biden off the ticket. I never believed that until this. I never believed that until the attack in Israel uh, by the terrorist organization Hamas. But uh, Biden's lack of response, having the barbecue, calling the lid on on that Monday, I mean, that was just... This is this is childlike, and his statement yesterday, uh, while can be or it was it Monday evening, Tuesday morning, can be considered strong. You just don't know if you believe him because that party has way too many elements. The Democratic Party has too many elements of anti-Semitism and want Israel destroyed.